0: Have you been searching for a community that gets it? Join me, your host Monique, as we get real about the emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual effects infertility has on its victims. Let's connect and heal together. I am 1 in 8 too. Thank you so much for tuning in to Infertility and in Me podcast. I am your host, Monique, and today I'm bringing you a very special bonus episode. We are going to speak with Mary Wong. She is a TCM practitioner in Canada, and she has a holistic clinic. It's called Alive Holistic Health Clinic. She has 27 plus years experience in the field of infertility, infertility, and you can find Mary on Instagram at Mary Wong, R-T-C-M-P, and her website is AliveHolisticHealth.ca. Mary also authored a book called Pathways to Pregnancy, which is a compilation of stories of hope about fertility against all odds written for people who want to conceive, who have been trying and have difficulties conceiving at this moment. So thank you so much, Mary, for coming on today and doing this episode, this bonus episode uh, that we're speaking about the COVID-19 and also how it's affecting patients at your clinic and just all over and just wanting to spread positivity and light today to everyone. Well,
1: thank you so much for inviting me, Monique, and I think this is a really crucial time, and I love what you say about starting and ending on a high note, and, and that's certainly the uh, purpose here, because as you all know, just hearing about others and looking at social media and the news, you know, never-ending news about COVID virus, it's hair-raising, so we we want to basically transform this conversation and allow you to Uh, Leave and walk away more hopeful and with tactical tools to help you as you go through this journey.
0: Absolutely, Mary. I I agree, and thank you so much. And can you just uh, briefly explain exactly what a TCM practitioner is, just in case someone is unfamiliar or may not know exactly what that means? Very good. So when you
1: hear TCM, that means traditional Chinese medicine, and so as a practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine, are domain in terms of helping people is utilizing and looking at one's diet, lifestyle, and in terms of treatment, looking at Chinese herbal medicine, as well as acupuncture. This modality of treatment has been utilized for thousands of years in China, and now it's being utilized and people see it's advantageous use, like internationally. Now, having said that, unfortunately, with the COVID virus, acupuncture uh, is now deemed non-essential and because, of course, people are practicing social distancing. So this does not allow us to perform this. But there are other ways to do that. And I would love to share with you all as well.
0: Yeah, we can go into that before we talk about anything else. That'd be great. So at
1: our clinic, so I'll just give you a background. So I am the founder and director of a live holistic health clinic in downtown Toronto in Canada. And we have people come in for in-house visits. And as you all know, now, you know, we're, we're not leaving the house. And not only are we closed, but I don't know where you are if all their fertility clinics are closed. But as of today, they announced that, yes, officially all the fertility clinics are closed in and around Canada.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much the same here in the U.S. too as well. Um, and they 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 began the process last week, actually, for a lot of places. And then it's kind of like, I'm on the East Coast in Maryland, so near D.C. And so now D.C. and Maryland and Virginia are doing the same for their patients and just offering online support.
1: Yes, and so here's the thing about that. Like you know, you have worked hard. You've surrendered yourself. You're like, okay, all right, I'm going to do IVF now, or I'm going to attempt IVF now the second time or third time or IUI or whatever you surrendered to, and all of a sudden you get a phone call and say, sorry, uh, no go, and then you're left with, oh my gosh, now what? Right. So as much as the world looks at fertility as though it is non-essential. But as we know, having gone through fertility challenges, it's it's not considered non-essential to us because this is like what we're living and breathing mm-hmm. every single day. We're dying to ha- have a baby, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's so tough. So what do we do? And we've been at our team, well, our team at Alive have been every day actually collaborating, going on Zoom calls and saying, okay, how can we provide service to our patients and what can we do to help them along their journey? And okay, fine. We can't do acupuncture, but there's a lot of other ways to support. So again, like I mentioned, you know, the, the pieces that people may forget about when they look at Chinese medicine, while there's still herbal medicine, there's still, you know, lifestyle and dietary stuff Mm -hmm. that we can discuss and from the lens of Chinese as as well as Western medicine. Yeah, absolutely yeah and and even we will provide now care individual care looking through medical history looking at traditional diagnoses through the tongue the tongue is a uh, just for you those who've never done or gone to acupuncture looking at the tongue is a reflection of your inner body state so we can do that right we have cameras on our cell phones yeah so enough. we can consult that way and then we can also devise prescription of acupressure points to help you on your journey. Of course, now you're going to have to do it your, your self-administer. And of course, you're not self-administering needles, but you can utilize um, your fingers or other objects. And now we're considering you know, mailing people out what we call ear seeds or even uh, what we call acupatches. So things that you can do in place of acupuncture for the time being so that you're left with, gosh, I still have some, some control and to take control of my fertility journey.
0: That's so interesting what you guys are doing. And it's, it's amazing because I feel like it gives people some control and some power back and they can feel empowered during this time. So that's wonderful. That that's amazing that you guys can still do that and send out those to them so they can, at least it forces people to, to, to practice some self-care during this time, I think.
1: Yes. And, and, yeah. you know, I, I'm just going to fully disclose, like I said, we, we we're um, racking our brain how to serve our patients best. And so at this point, we're just going to be teaching acupressure. But once we get, we found a supplier for these, what it's called acupatches and it's light based. So sometimes for people that are what I call needle shy, we'll offer laser, low level laser, which is like this non-invasive laser light energy that imparts energy to all your cells in your body to help healing. Now there's this other technology out there is that it's light energy, but activated through your own body's heat. So that I find so fascinating. And there's a lot of research on that. Mm. So we want to offer this up for patients. And so on next Tuesday, we're going to do a live webinar for two hours, well, an hour and a half, two hours, however long it takes. And anyone can jump on and ask questions. And you know, how can we support you? And if we're going to do it remote, you don't have to be confined to Toronto. You can be anywhere in the world. Right. Yeah, so yeah. so I invite anyone here on this to
0: to actually jump on. And perhaps you would like to jump on, Monique. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm all for it. I'm all for that. And I did I was actually on a chat last night. So it's like perfect that, you know, that we're doing this episode here on Wednesday in the middle of the week. And we're going into, you know, a few days away from the second week of all of this. And I think it's going to be increasingly important that people find ways to connect with their, um, their REs and their practitioners, such as yourself and being able to feel supported and to feel like they're not alone because it's already a lonely journey with, with fertility issues and such. So that's going to be amazing. I'm definitely going to make my way over to you guys' web, webinar. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. I, I would invite you to do that. And again, for those two of you
1: who are listening, um, on Wednesday past, I did a fertility talk. So I create, I'm create. i a creator and the host of fertility talks. It's on my Facebook page, which is a live Holistic Health Clinic. And then it, we've actually uploaded it just recently to uh, our YouTube channel as well. Again, a live holistic health clinic, and um, it's also on my Mary Meet Mary Wong YouTube channel. So th- it's confusing. There's a lot, but the point is, I had Doctor Ari Baratz, who is a reproductive endocrinologist in Toronto, as well as another family physician who is helping to set standards and advise family medical medical practitioners in Toronto about the COVID-19. So it was, you know, really great information. So you can check that out because it's already out there. And again, I direct you to all this because we're looking at hopeful things versus, again, all the media attention causing and raising fear.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree, which is another reason I wanted to get this episode out and, and do it with you, because I know that's what your brain is all about and what you guys practice in your uh, clinic and such. I, I've, lo- I've watched some of your YouTube videos and check those out that you've done. So I know that everything you are saying right now that, you know, you practice what you preach, you know, and um, you're really here to support people. And I hope that you guys can make it over to the webinar next week and also connect with Mary and her clinic and all the information and wealth of knowledge that she has. And so how has your, have you found that a lot of you guys' patients are having higher levels of anxiety? Well, absolutely. And, you know, that said, we, there is higher levels of anxiety,
1: but then there's also repressed anxiety because people are self isolating. They don't know how much to uh, socialize and how much not to socialize. So then, in fear of that, they just completely self isolate. Yeah. And s- self isolation doesn't preclude connection. And, you know, you said it right from the beginning. It's like this is actually now the time to connect. And so what if it's virtual, like, you know, get on the phone, talk to your friends and family and uh, your support team, whoever that may be. And, you know, some of them might be professionals to get yeah. you through, not just to get you through the day. I'm, I'm more interested in thriving, as mm-hmm. I always say. It, it's not about just surviving. It's like, how can we prepare ourselves so that right now we're okay? And then when we come out at the end, we are going to be thriving and, you know, hitting the
0: ground running. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And that's, um, that's really a great way to look at it as well, too. And I was reading your website. So you have your own personal journey through fertility and conceiving. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Absolutely. And I guess that's what propels me. And that's why all the more drive to help people because once you've gone through it, I mean, you, you really get it down to the nitty gritty, right? I mean, Yeah,
0: your life is never the same after that. And your view of how the world works, it's completely opened and it, yeah, you'll never be the same for sure.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. So, well, at 38, I tried to conceive with my husband. And in fact, we were trying to conceive before we got married. Okay. okay. Don't judge me. Don't judge. Not at all. Not at all.
0: (laughs) Judgment (laughs) free zone here.
1: (laughs) Because, you know, uh, as we are all aware of, gosh, like, you know, in the Western sense of the word, they're like, okay, after 35, you're considered geriatric. Well, I didn't have that panic. I did not have that panic. And in fact, contrary to that, because I have already been working with fertility patients for years and have been helping thousands of people conceive. And so when it came time to, I'm like, okay, well then why wait? Let's just get to it because my husband was almost three years older than me. I'm 38. So Mm -hmm. what the heck? And never did I suspect that I would have fertility challenges. And I would imagine that would be the same for 95% of the people out there. Yeah. Right. And especially, you know, I had never, no, not never, but I was leading a very clean life. I live and preach healthy living I didn't drink or smoke I exercised appropriately you know I was doing all the right things and Mm -hmm. so when we were not conceiving of course my automatic go-to was well it must be my husband Mm -hmm. I mean he wasn't you know and I would like be squeamish when I see him drinking his beer and you know his pizza that he would want and because I, I, like I said, I practice what I preach, and it was difficult to uh, yeah. relay that onto my husband, right? Yeah, yeah. But when we actually got testing, we found out that I had blocked fallopian tubes that were irreversible, which meant that my eggs and my husband's sperm would never be able to meet up, no matter how much relaxation we were going to do or how much holidaying we were going to do. Yeah. And we, will actually need intervention and and that was really humbling because i ha- mm-hmm. like i said i've been helping thousands of women and couples conceive and you know what sometimes naturally sometimes with the help of western medicine i just never thought that that i would have to be the one that would have to consult western medicine yeah and and so in that journey it i think it actually allowed me to grow i don't think it it's really that whole thing where sometimes you don't even know that the challenges that you have is truly an opportunity to grow. And certainly that was the case for me. And I've become a much better empathetic practitioner, human being. Yeah. For that part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we did. So I basically utilized both Eastern and Western medicine. And so to come at it from both angles directly. And as well as professionally, I think I was very um, in a great place to show people how to help themselves in this journey. And so after I gave birth to our daughter, which is, you know, after six years of trying to conceive, I it, that wasn't it for me. It wasn't like, OK, now I'm there and I just want to forget the past because it was long and sorted. Right. Yeah. Uh, and kind of like you, you want to give back. Mm-hmm. so. I was even more propelled to impart my advice and information. So while my daughter was an infant and into toddler years, I was literally writing my book in the middle of the night. So that was my second baby. So that I could provide people the advice that they so deserve and coming at it from more than just one angle. And You know, I had, when I was going through it, patients would tell me, because I would share with my, uh, my, my story with my patients and they would say, wow, Mary, how can you do that? How can you treat someone like me? Isn't it depressing when you're going through it yourself? And, and I said, you know what? It's completely the opposite of that. Mm. And it wasn't, it was an awakening because I had the privilege of watching people in the worst demise, in their lowest of lows. And for the most part, I would watch them transform and get the baby of their dreams. So and I thought, wow, I'm so lucky. How many people have this privilege? So I thought, I need to share this and and provide stories of hope for people. Because that's what this is, right? My my book is yeah. 15 Stories of Hope, one of, of which is myself. You get to read about it, like my personal story. And then 15, well, 14 other people's stories, wide and varied diagnoses, wide and varied age groups, as well as sexual orientation, particular circumstance. And yet the commonality in in what we go through is there. And so we come at it from a humanistic angle and from a very positive light and offering advice that doctors don't even necessarily tell you because it's off their own personal radar. And and the reason why I share this again is because I can't tell you how many times now patients tell me, oh my gosh, Mary, I, I wish I had this before. And Mm -hmm. Thank you for this gift and thank you for this gift of transformation because it truly changed their mindset. So that's why I wrote this book and that's why I'm continuing to, you know, throw myself out there in the world, share what we need to share. And thank you, Monique, for doing all that you're doing and sharing and contributing to all
0: the women and couples that are suffering, because there's not enough of us around. No, no. And it seems when you go on Instagram, it seems like there's so many, when you get involved in the community of fertility and infertility, there seems like there's so many people speaking about it, but it's still millions who are silently suffering and seeking community and seeking advice from practitioners and doctors like yourself and, not getting the answers that they need. And so podcasting like yours and like mine can reach so many people and make an impact. You know, it's not like we're trying to be famous or anything like that. It's just about the awareness and advocacy of it and showing people that there is hope no matter what the outcome is of your situation and your journey. And I think that it'll bring a lot of people together continuously and help people come out of the closet about what they're suffering through. And so the topic doesn't have the stigma of being taboo. taboo. Essentially, it's still a taboo for a lot of communities all over the world. So I think it's important that we continue the conversation. And to be honest, I quite frankly, don't get tired of talking about it because going through it myself, like you, Mary, I just became so passionate about the topic and putting voice behind that pain that I once had, you know, and I still get teary-eyed sometimes, you know, talking to people about it because it's, it, it deeply, deeply affects your entire, entire being as a person. And like I said, it's just not enough conversation that can take place about it and supporting other, other people and supporting one another um, in any way, and form that you can so that nobody feels like they are alone in the journey. Absolutely, you know. Totally,
1: and and this is all the more important that we have this conversation because we're already feeling isolated as we go through our fertility challenges, and now add to this this complete social distancing. Oh my goodness! Yeah, right. So that that that's why it's all the more important now to connect and and talk and speak up. And if it's not with your local circle, it's communities like these that you feel the belonging.
0: Yeah. And people um, really truly are empathetic to what you're going through because they've experienced it for themselves at some point. So yeah, I totally agree. And I also feel like, and I hate to say it, even though people are going through the canceled cycles and treatments and not being able to get to you and not being able to get to wherever clinics that they use near their homes. I feel like that it's a best a blessing and a curse with this with the with the COVID and all because people are getting the necessary breaks that they need. Um, and being able to regenerate, rejuvenate, and re-energize and heal because you know there's miscarriages that take place a lot of times with these treatment cycles and such. And so I I feel like it is a time more now than ever as well to heal emotionally and physically. And mentally too as well. I don't know if you felt that way too Mary. And I love it that you're
1: saying that it is truly an opportunity and you know people may not see it as such from if we look at it globally it's like oh my gosh Mike, like like I said you know as you said the glo- uh, the fertility clinics are closed and so you could focus on it and say oh my gosh and now what about my treatments? Or we can come at it from exactly what you just said and do a mind shift and say Okay, well, how can we look at this differently?
0: Yeah,
1: and how can it serve me? How can it help to energize me and And this is a forced reset.
0: yeah, that's not bad or wrong it It just is It just is, yeah, yeah. Yep, and, and I, I think that if we can change our perspectives and get the silver lining in it, and it being that we can reconnect with our spouses. You know, we've been so busy with work, and and if anybody has like a secondary infertility and they have children that are in school, but they're still trying for the second baby, and just being together as a family, um, we, the, the intimacy of family and the intimacy with our spouses, and Just checking and just making sure that we're all good as a a whole. And so that when the time comes when we can get back to not things as normal, but go back to, you know, being able to go out into the world comfortably and doing so and feeling more empowered because we did have this forced break, so to speak. Um, And I think that's important for couples that are, you know, that are going through um, the fertility treatments that they use the time to reconnect intimately wise. and and refocus and figure out where we're going to go from here too as well. Mm -hmm. And,
1: and I would add, I, I, and that's brilliant, everything that you're saying. And um, I would actually say, let's focus less on fertility and let's focus more on our connection Yeah. and have our connection be the pathway to our ability to conceive life. Because as we know it, this amount of stress that we go through just trying to conceive can potentially impact how our hypothalamus connects to our pituitary gland mm-hmm. which connects to our reproductive organs yeah. and when that happens in that fight or flight mode how optimal is the whole reproductive functioning yeah right we hear it all the time oh we went on a holiday and we got pregnant right so yeah. it's like what happens here was it actually the holiday Was it really maybe how our body is resetting and our mind is shifting in a way to be more open?
0: Yeah. And then I think too, um, detoxing from medications is another important aspect. And I know that with your practice, you probably do a lot of of that with helping people cleanse, you know, with the medications and, and all of that. That's important too and continuing you know the healthy lifestyle and living and eating and, and now we can do that we can stay we have to stay in the house now limited takeout foods you know and um, cheat days as they say sometimes <laughs> so yes those things and living and eating holistically and I found for myself personally that I wasn't a big takeout eater in the first place even though I have a takeout restaurant um I wasn't a big big takeout eater in the first place but I find myself not overeating. I'm eating more, even more vegetables and fruits and things that I normally wouldn't, just to sustain myself and keep my energy up and keep my mental right. in a in a positive place. Because when you're eating junk food, then your whole body feels like junk, you know. And, and the more fruits and vegetables and holistic foods that you eat, you know, it just encompasses the whole holistic lifestyle and really bring it all together. And that's so important too, as well.
1: Yeah, and you raise really important information here. So thank you for that. And what's <laughs> coming for me up for me right this second, I, I really want to acknowledge you, Monique, because as you're saying all this, I can hear in your background your child.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why I want to bring this up is I want everyone here on this podcast to really get how dedicated Monique is to you. Cause really, you know, a normal mom would like have to pick up a baby and do whatever. Right. But we are committed. We are here for you. I had to like drop my kid off and, you know, it's very difficult to do right now. I have to tell
0: you in yeah, these times, it is. it is right? Yeah. And my I'm, mom is actually on the way cause I have another episode to do later. So I appreciate you for saying that, Mary. You're going to bring me to tears. Oh my gosh. I'm already tearing up. Just <laughs> <so you know. laughs> I just, oh, it's just it's this, this, this niche of, of, of podcasting that we do and the work that you do is just so very dear to my heart now. And my son normally is in the room with me. He's I'm I'm in my basement media room. So like he's in the living room area playing, but I guess he was looking for something. He found it. So he's quiet now, but you know, it's just, um, it's, it's, um, has really become the new purpose in my life. And so I know for sure that you feel that way too, Mary, especially after going through your journey and then still taking care of your clients and your patients and such. So I just, I thank you, thank you for acknowledging that. Thank you for acknowledging that. So I appreciate it so much because sometimes we doubt ourselves in this thing. So. I know oh, you're sure i'm doing the right thing <laughs> you are you
1: are totally doing the right thing and and i want to bring this up for two reasons one to acknowledge you and two because i want to acknowledge all those who are listening who has not who does not have a baby yet and who sometimes go out and see people that are pregnant or have little children and it is a trigger for upset yeah so I want you to get that you know when you heard that child in the background, what came up for you? Mm-hmm. Was it sad, more sadness, or you know? So this is a way when I bring it up to have you see a different perspective, and that again a more hopeful one because both you and I have gone through this fertility challenge, yeah. and um, fortunately for us, we we have seen the light at the end of the tunnel and. We are the best people to guide you because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So the next time you hear a baby or see a baby or a pregnant belly, just consider that many of them, and in fact, now I think, oh, my gosh, the stats are crazy. It's like maybe one in three that have had help.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So not everybody is having it easy. So just consider that when you see other people that they – not necessarily had had it easy as well.
0: That's an excellent point, Mary. And it took me a while to realize that when I was going in the midst of it. And one day I woke up and it was right before my second try, 2016, summer twenty sixteen, I said, you know what? I can't judge or be jealous of another mother because I don't know where she's been. I don't I don't know where her footsteps are in her path to motherhood. And when I embraced that, it made that second cycle, so much easier, especially since it was summertime, and people were on vacation, I was going to the beach, and I was seeing all these kids and pregnant women. I don't know where her steps have been at you know i I just learned through the journey to look at people and not make any forward judgments or prejudices and just maybe open up a conversation you know and 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 finding that human connection because you just never know, and I've meet so many people now that tell me. I, I was a, I was an IVF mom. I was an infertility mom, you know, and it just opened in the conversation instead of having the negative, well, she's got her baby. It's all easy and all good for her. I saw a pregnant woman once she had three little children. She's of uh, South Asian descent, like my husband and her, and her husband was Caucasian. And they had three little girls that were all sisters. You could tell, and then she was pregnant, but the little girls had red hair. So that let me know that they may have been Irish or adopted. And come to find out they were adopted and then she got pregnant with her fourth child naturally after going through infertility. So, you know, things like that, you just never, never, never know. And um, I just think it's important that we be more empathetic towards one another, no matter where they are.
1: Yeah, And, and I think now this is the time to, com- to have that and take stock. And create
0: those new perspectives because we have the
1: time everybody's stuck at home yeah right this is a time to there. self-reflect
0: mm-hmm. absolutely well this has been amazing mary and i want to leave on a high note and so i want to offer myself and mary i'm sure will offer herself to you guys for private messaging emailing through her website or through instagram as well as my infertility and in me podcast emails where to get it from. And I'll have it in the show notes so that you can connect with Mary and myself and and and, and, and take hold to that, that support that we can offer you guys, especially now when we're all home for the most part. And Mary, if you could offer a word of encouragement as a last note for everyone. Wow, a
1: last note would be a lot of notes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but back to, well, kind of to reiterate what we're talking about, you know, number one is connecting, right? Connecting. Uh, with the people that are already in your lives as well as connecting with those that are health professionals that can get you through this and not just physically but also mental emotionally so then that brings me to the second piece you know you gotta really take care of yourself we're, we're so and as women and I yeah. imagine most women are the ones that are listening women are so good at caring for others and mm. not giving enough um, credit to themselves and and allowing for self-care and so really this is definitely the time to do it Mm -hmm. and as we practice social distancing you know don't take it so literal that you don't even leave the home get some fresh air breathe and and you know and that may be in the form of meditation or qigong or yoga whatever floats your boat you know something and then the very last thing i would say is minimize that social media, the media news, that is all negative.
0: Yeah. So important. So important to be intentional with your social media usage. Absolutely. Love that. Love that, Mary. Thank you so much again. Uh, So for Facebook, you can
1: go to my page at Alive Holistic Health Clinic. Awesome. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. And And then
1: then, yeah, you can totally reach out to me M W at aliveholistichealth dot ca. Holistic is spelt with one L, by the
0: way. Yep, I'm put it. I'll make sure I put it down correctly from your website when I was looking. Right. At it yesterday. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah So connect and then and then you know jump on board on on Tuesday. I can't wait to have you all there. Like I. In fact, we had like I'm like I'm just so keen on all this and helping people. I thought we wanna help all the people going through fertility challenges but then when I'm like oh my gosh but we can't leave the rest of the population behind either (laughs) now I'm talking to the staff and going okay we need to to do a second one for the general population too yeah 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 (laughs) so so we're gonna do the the Tuesday one for the fertility and then we're gonna do another one a couple of days later for everyone else so you know jump on yeah
0: thank you and I'm going to have all of the information in the show notes on whatever preferred platform that you're on so that you guys can click and go and connect with Mary on her social media platform, as well as checking her website and possibly connect with her personally and have your, and, and schedule your own free um, call with her. Thank you again, Mary, so, so very, very much. This was truly amazing. And I, I, I'm just loving all of your wisdom and expertise that you've given today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, I'd be happy to come back anytime. Uh, you know, I, yeah, like yourself, it's, it's a conversation that never runs dry. I mean, it's, it's our lives,
0: right? It's our hearts. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in to Infertility and Me podcast and letting us be a part of your day. Peace and blessings and please stay safe.